coming at you live Tuesday August 9th this is Garrett Anderson GarrettAndersonMusic.com gonna kick this one off with a, uh, a list and a tease I did kind of think about a tune that I would like to try to play I got myself a little prepared I've got a little blanket here um, it's uh, my, my wife has these little comfy blankets that she likes to snuggle with and she calls them her keyshers um, I've got that here, a nice clean one just came out of the uh, laundry. Um, I might be whispering because the kids are upstairs asleep. Hopefully, Bryn has snuck out at least twice. Yep, sometimes she scares the bejesus out of me. I'll be like turning off the lights in the kitchen and I'll round a corner and then she'll be there. I'm like, oh my God, a little four-year-old. Oh my gosh, so in the last couple of days, I, my one daughter turned four and the other daughter started first grade and took the bus for the first time all by herself today and couldn't be prouder. But man, a bunch of threshold moments right back to back and I'm like, whoa, time is flying. Time is flying. And these little girls are little angels and their youth is um, a beautiful thing and a finite thing isn't it? Don't we all learn that eventually? So on this back of an envelope, I have act into feeling, swim exercise, breakthrough point, audition, yep, at Janie's. What else? Could just kind of run you down my evening here. So act into feeling is a phrase that, uh, um, our buddy Shane clued me into and I really like it act into feeling don't feel into acting right sometimes if you want to watch what you're eating or exercise more or try to record some podcasts or try to make music um, try to be a good dad try to be a great husband sometimes if you try to feel yourself into acting, you know, you may or may not muster that feeling that's going to drive you to act. And, you know, the, the feeling all by itself, you know, that counts for something, I suppose. But if you feel that uh, manifesting actions is what's going to be even more rewarding, then, then you may just choose to try to act, right? Um, watch what you're eating, um, do a little bit more fitness, play some more guitar. You know, maybe you're just picking up guitar for the first time and you've got those calluses and it hurts your fingers and the strings are probably way too far off the fretboard for you and you're making it much harder than it has to be, but it's a cheap little guitar and you got to prove to yourself that you're going to stick it through. 
Um, you know, if you sit around on the edge of your bed and you think yourself, uh, you're like, all right, I want to feel like I want to play guitar. You may not, you may not feel like it at that moment, but maybe that's the 45 minutes you've got of free time in your day. And, you know, you got to show up. Showing up is half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. So we've got it figured out. That's 100%. Half and half. One is the loneliest number. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. So yeah, act into feeling. Um, excuse me. Um, so yeah, I am personally not trying to watch what I eat or regularly get into some more exercise. Although I would like, I, I guess I would like to. I don't know. Sometimes I like to just throw caution to the wind and you know, eat a lot of my daughter's ice cream cake. Hadn't had ice cream cake in a while. You know, we put a pretty good chunk in it on the, her actual birthday, but then since then it's just been dad uh, eating the cake. I should feed it to the kids, but I don't know. I didn't really think about it tonight during dinner. Um, my kids had cereal for dinner tonight. So, yeah, let me just clue you in on my day a little bit. Um... So, I got to get my kids to school. Um, I walk Emma to the bus stop. Yesterday, we tried to do the bus thing, but I think we got to the stop maybe a couple minutes late and definitely on the wrong side of the street because this morning, I made sure that we had time. I was much better prepared. Yesterday, my my four-year-old was carrying a bagel that she was trying to eat, and we were all in flip-flops. I had the dog... And it was just a hot mess. I thought it was closer than it was. It turns out it was about a 0.3-mile walk to the bus stop for a first grader and a four-year-old and me. And I'm like, I haven't showered yet. I was planning on you know, dropping her off at 8.05, um, getting back, taking my shower, getting the little one to preschool, and then starting my work day, right? No, that's not what's going to happen. I'm going to second guess the bus schedule and the bus route, and we're going to stand there in the heat for like 11, 12, maybe 15 minutes or so. And then I'm like, oh, okay, it's 8.20, we got to bail. So I waited as long as I could uh, until I thought that we could not get home and then get her to school by 8.45 when the first, you know, second bell rings. Just got to be in her seat ready to learn. Second bell rings, 8.45 a.m. So I'm like, 8.20, I'm like, oh, man, okay, so we got to walk back. Um, the, the dog is panting. The four-year-old is whining. Um, I feel terrible that I blew my daughter's first day of first grade, first bus riding to school experience. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, okay, so I'm a little bit frustrated. We get home. I'm like, all right, we got to turn around real quick, girls, real quick. So drop the dog off. Everybody grabs, you know, grab a water if you need one. Let's get right back in the car because we got to drive to school, right? Or get get into the car, you know, for the first time that morning to to drive to school, and of course the four year old is finding things that she is upset about, or you know, realizing that she has forgotten something that she feels she needs to bring. Like God forbid we go take you to preschool without your, um, you know, little 
pup, puppy stuffed animal, right? That would that would really that would be the end of uh, the end of days. Um, and I'm like, come on, bro, we gotta go quick. And and so you know, I'm like, ah, just uh, freaking out. Still gotta get myself off to work, right? And I think that's one of the tricky things about the morning for me is having to be somewhere <laughs> on time. Uh, it's just I would prefer to be able to go with the flow a little bit more. Um, so that was the t- Monday. Today's Tuesday, and we get there early. I'm much better prepared. We've got a stroller, so the four-year-old is in the stroller. I'm still walking the dog. I'm like, hey, this is a good chance for us to get him out for a walk first thing in the morning. Um, Emma's all packed up. She's ready to go. We get there nice and early. Um, we, you know, I'd looked up the actual address between, you know, the previous day and this morning. So we knew to be on the other side of the street. Turns out another mom and a kid come out and I'm like, okay, cool. Now we've got a critical mass. We look like a bus stop. We don't just look like a dad and two kids and a dog, you know, um, struggling through the universe. Um, we look like a bus stop. Um, there's kids here with backpacks and, um, so I had the stroller that time. Emma got on the bus. It was a beautiful moment. So uh, I was all ready to take a picture and, um, you know, kind of soak in this moment because I was, I was pretty excited about it. I was like, man, this is a parenting threshold moment. My daughter is hopping on the bus to go to first grade. This is fantastic. She'd never ridden a bus to school before. And, um, and it was completely unceremonious. Um, the bus, we had actually, so me and this lady had, had congregated with our kids near the corner near the actual traffic light and the bus stops like 200 yards down the street like up up the street so from where I came and I was like oh man so we're like all right kids you got to go hop on that bus that's your bus go run for the bus so this boy and uh and my daughter go running off to to the bus and so does Bryn uh, my four-year-old she goes running off towards the bus and I've got the stroller and the dog and I'm trying to keep up this other mom runs down there she's getting ready to take a photo of her son getting on on the school bus and I accidentally almost clothesline her with the dog's leash because I'm running and I go to swerve and avoid her because she kind of stops abruptly in front of me and I'm like whoa so I gotta swerve the stroller off to the side my dog chooses to go the other way and we give her a little bit of a clothesline and I'm like oh excuse me I'm sorry and I have to you know pull the dog back and try to recalibrate and by this time my daughter had like pretty much already hopped on the bus you know and, and I was yelling at my little my little girl saying don't don't get on don't you know you're not supposed to get on there so uh you know i i i'm now all disheveled my stroller is facing the wrong way on the side you know it's it's perpendicular to the sidewalk my dog is all tangled up in his leash and i'm like hey can you just double check that that's going to their school right going to redfield and this lady's like oh, okay so she runs down a couple more steps and and says hi to the bus driver and yeah it's going to redfield yeah but okay good thumbs up and the next thing i knew the bus is taking off and i'm looking up at the windows and i'm like oh i don't i didn't watch her walk in i don't know where she sat down so i just had to wave generally at the bus as it left and i was like scanning the window for which kid was mine and i couldn't really pick her out and then i was like fuck wow okay that was it that that's your that's your experience (laughs) this threshold moment was uh it was just life and it was just perfect in its imperfection right i mean 
it, it doesn't get much more f fun and just wacky than that. So I'm trying to look on the on the bright side. Um, <laughs> but hey, she made it. She got on. It was a success. And uh, then I get the little one off to her daycare. I go put in a, a day's worth of work. Um, although, man, was I... My synapses were not firing very quickly at work today. Like, it just was not an on day. Nope, not an on day. Sorry, boss. Sorry, uh, company that I work for. But I'll balance it out with some hyper productivity at some point, I'm sure. That's kind of how I do. Um, you know, do a little bit of hyper productivity. Balanced out by some downtime. Um... Uh, get home. Okay, so I leave. I needed stamps. So I left my office and I went to the store to buy stamps. Um, they had a sample of sushi. So I got some sushi for myself. And um, I figured that would be an easy dinner for me to eat. And then when I scoop the girls off from school, we can go straight to the pool. So that's my idea. Excuse me. Carbonated seltzer water. Um... And I pick the kids up. Or okay, so I, I leave the grocery store with sushi and stamps. Pick the kids up, um, and pretty much get them in their PJ. You know, we had a little bit of. It, it's fun. I've got them by myself right now. My wife is in Charleston, South Carolina, one of the most beautiful cities, um, and, which we absolutely adore. And we're excited to be on a date night there sometime soon, or eventually um relatively soon um yeah so it's really fun i get to mess with the kids and we have you know it's like it's just dad so let's have extra potty humor and extra rough play and you know just kind of be a dad with them um and give them a, you know that kind of dad experience unfiltered um a lot of potty humor um we were talking about lots of poop on the bed um, so we got home and <laughs> put our bags down and said hello to the dog and then joked about having poops on the bed and having to clean them up. Um, so that was fun. And I was like, all right, get in your suits. Let's go. Oh, I, I, I failed to mention that I ate the sushi from the grocery store. Sushi grocery store. Ate it in the car on the drive to go get them because I was pretty hungry. And I was excited about it. And plus, it was sushi in Arizona while you're driving around, leaving it in your car. I was like, ah, it's going to be cooked <laughs> if I don't eat it, like, right away. So I ate it with my fingers and drove. Eating and driving is probably not a good idea, but it is commonplace and for me. Um, I'll do it less than I used to, but I'll still do it. Years of practice with, you know, bagels and coffees and, uh, driving stick shift even. I could, I could do that pretty well too. The, the best is dipping nuggets into a barbecue sauce or a sweet and sour sauce. That's my move. If I get fast food which I don't get as much as I used to, but my order from Wendy's used to be either a chicken sandwich or a burger, fries, and then also get um, the barbecue or the sweet and sour. 
um, sometimes I would get nuggets in a frosty and dip the nuggets in a frosty. Um, yeah, so I ate the sushi on the drive to school. Kind of a podunk move. But um, effective, nonetheless. Took care of my appetite. And uh, it didn't cook in the car. So uh, we go to the pool. Okay, so fast forward. Got to work on my sound effects. Um, we go to the pool. I bring a magazine. I get to read my magazine a little bit. Uh, we had a huge dust storm and rainstorm today. So I took the skimmer to the pool. And, you know, like the big net on the pole really really long pole and I'm walking around the, the community pool doing the skimmer and there's tons of bugs uh, or, or uh, blossoms and bugs and twigs and stuff that had blown in from the storm earlier the uh, earlier today uh, it looked like night in the middle of the day today like it got stormy um, I, I, I think I heard later that it was a dust storm and then also a thunderstorm. So it was pretty gnarly. Um, but yeah, right, right around lunchtime when I got my lunch today, actually, I was walking along, um, this sort of covered area while the storm was happening. It was pretty cool. I did want to check it out. Rain in Arizona. You, you, as cliche as it is, you do kind of pay more attention to it because it's a desert. I guess that's not cliche. Um, I know I said I wasn't going to drink on these things, but I am having a little bit of a seltzer right now because I've got a tickle in my throat. And if I don't have a little uh, water now and then, it's going to act up. <clears throat> um, so I was doing the skimmer and it reminded me of maybe tending a rock garden. If you did that, how that would feel. That sort of zen, repetitive motion, you're working at a task. Um, it was in service to others, you know, because I was helping my kids and myself, um, have a cleaner pool to swim around in. But, uh, yeah, it just, it felt really nice. I was just kind of, you know, you skimming along the top of the water. You try to get graceful with it. You try to, um, use your arms in a way that's effective and, and not too tiring. Cause you can get into some weird reaches with that, right? Kind of lean over and you reach out the pole and it gets heavier the further out you have it. Um, um. That reminds me of some of the survivor competitions that I've seen where they uh, they tie the small sticks together to make a really long stick um, and it gets all floppy at the end. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, but yeah, so I skimmed the pool. We splashed around in the pool a little bit um, and then uh, brought the kids home. What then? Showers. Um, fed them a little dinner. They had cereal for dinner tonight. I was going easy route and it was already pushing, you know, seven o'clock after the pool. So we went easy dinner. I was already full from my sushi. Um, and, um, what after dinner? I let them watch a show and I did get a couple jams in. So I got them all taken care of. They're set up with their cereal. They're set up with a kid's program. And um, I know that the show is going to be a half hour long. So I say, hey, let me go upstairs. Um, and I'll go play a little bit of music, get a little practice in um, while they're watching their show. 
I get distracted on my way up by the laundry because I had put in a load of laundry when we had gotten home um, after 7 p.m. because they do this. Um, I signed up for the sort of weighted rate with my electric bill out here in Arizona, spending um, so much money on the AC. Um, and they probably have these kind of programs elsewhere, but if you don't use your electricity in peak hours, um, or, or the electricity that you use in peak hours is at a higher rate than the other times. So after 7 p.m. is when I like to run my dishwasher and do my laundry. Um, and I'm a dad now, so of course I notice when like lights are left on and fans are left on and TVs are left on. And I'm like, oh my God, we're just pissing away money. And I'm like, oh wow, like I'm a real dude now. I'm a real dad dude. Um, grown ass man. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I get distracted by the laundry. I have to change it from wet to, to dry. You know, the, the, the clothes had been washed, but if we left them there, they would get all stinky, right? That's the tricky part is you're only halfway through when you put on a load of laundry. That's a commitment to do the next part, the move it from the washer to the dryer. Um, I, uh, I always try to make sure that I do that. I've got a little trick for myself. I leave the laundry room light on when I have to go engage with the laundry. So the next time I walk by the room, I'm like, oh, the light's on. I got to go engage with the laundry. So I'm like, all right, let me do that real quick. Blah, 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 blah. Spend five minutes doing that. Um, Bryn, <laughs> my little one, calls down. She's like, Dad, will you put this blanket on? She's so cute. She's got this thing where the, the blanket is literally on the couch next to her, and she wants you to cut like snuggle her up which is cute because she's pretty independent otherwise so um it's very cute but also a little bit like sometimes you're just like god oh, it's right there just do it like I did, this is my one half hour that i get to practice guitar because i want to go through the uh through the uh my pedal board and practice with my sounds right so i need a little bit of volume it would be inappropriate to play that too loud after the kids went to bed. So that's my one half hour that I get to do this. And uh, I spent five minutes on it doing laundry, you know, another five tending to the kids, um, refilling their cereal. Um, and then I do get, I, I chisel out, you know, 20, probably 30 minutes because the kids know how to put on shows after. So they probably watched two shows and I probably got, you know, 30 minutes of, of practice in, which was great. Got a couple cool little voice memos, um, and that's what I've been using to intro and outro on these podcasts is my voice memos from my phone. Um, whenever I'm doing some musical thing and I, I've stumbled on something cool lately, it's mostly been with the looper. I've been trying to stumble onto cool little things there and capture those as little nuggets or as Umphreys McGee would call them, maybe Legos, right, to build um, into a song structure later on. Um, little building blocks, right? Uh, that's the Umphreys McGee progressive Midwestern rock band. Um, super duper huge fan of Umphreys. I've seen them like 30 times or something, uh, including an incredible birthday show uh, right before moving to Arizona. Um, wow, that's a fantastic memory. Um, 
what was I talking about? So voice memos, right, right. I, I got a couple voice memos down out of my session tonight. Um, might even try to use one for an intro or outro on this. And um, and then I did have to get the girls down to bed. And Brynn does not like going to bed by herself. She's like, hey, rub me. Read me stories. I'm going to cry about it being dark. I'm going to say she must probably need like 11 or 12 per night of getting reassured and put back to sleep. Like go back to bed. And even with all that, she is still a light sleeper and she still sneaks out and comes down early, early in the morning, if not the middle of the night and snuggles with her mom and dad, which again is cute. You know, everything in phases. Um, she's obviously not going to do that when she's an adult. So let's enjoy it now while she's four. Right. Um, although, you know, there is something to be said for it being nice when kids actually can sleep in their own beds right and i i tried to tucker them out with take them to the pool oh at the pool too so i was trying to get a little bit of exercise in so i let Bryn um so i was on my swimming around um with my back up and she was straddling my back and riding my back like a horse right and I was just sort of swimming, trying to keep my head above water and swimming kind of inefficiently so that it was a more, more of a workout. I wasn't doing like the most efficient strokes I could. It was kind of like treading water, but still trying to get from one side of the pool to the other. Um, and it was a pretty good workout um, for just a couple back and forths. And I got to that point where I was doing it. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this because... I've been an athlete and I've been an exercise person before where you start getting that tired burn and you're like, no, I can keep going that breakthrough point. And I was just tonight, I was just like, oh yeah, I remember that. Don't need to power through that right now. And I was like, Brynn, get off. I'm tired. I'm going to go read my magazine. So, uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't have that killer instinct for, I am going to push myself to the limit right now and it's going to build me up and make me stronger right now. Um, which is a weird thing to admit cause it's, it sounds sort of like a fault, but I think it's maybe just sort of a comfort and self-preservation thing. Like, um, I get exercise in other moments of the day, like carrying my kids up the stairs to go to bed, um, stuff like that dad strength that's where you get dad strength from but uh yeah so now they're in bed and now i'm doing my podcast and uh in the spirit of the uh, bedtime story i did i did sing twinkle twinkle traffic light and rockabye baby um as lullabies to Bryn tonight and that was really cute that she requested that uh, my girls are really starting to understand how important music is with me and, and engaging me uh, with me through music. And, you know, they, they know Drop These Blues and they like to sing that one. Um, but yeah, let me play a quick, um, quick little lullaby here. It's a new song that I'm working on. Um, yeah, it's, it's not that new. It, it, was a, it was one of these voice memo tunes where... Just, just noodling, and I don't know. It's just kind of a, sh a song shape. I don't, I don't even know if I'd call it done, but um, I've got enough of it here to to give it a whirl. So bear with me just one second. I put the uh, microphone down on the keisher, Lauren's blanket that she uh, she likes to snuggle with. She said the moon is bright enough. 
said of all the worlds I've known I'm most keen on yours So let me bomb a ride Cause man your world is awful nice She's navigating Magnetism in the air she breathes Oh, it brings me to my knees Every night before I sleep I get a glimpse of paradise Cause man, your world is all Lucky she might let you see you sometimes So cross your fingers but don't hold your breath Cause this isn't second best And you be waiting on your life But come on in the and man, your world is awful nice Man, your world is awful nice Man, your world is awful Those uh, just four chord ditties. What I really like about that tune is that the vocals enter kind of halfway through the chord progression, or, or what I think is the chord progression. So it's got this kind of tension in the rhythm of the melody, I think, um, that just really propels the, the words through. And I really, really like the words a lot. Um, I don't know how I wrote that one. It just kind of came to me. And uh, the glimpse of paradise, and uh, and then obviously the play on words with awful nice, right? Isn't that weird that we say that? Oh, that's awfully nice of you. Awful? No, no, no wait. Isn't that the opposite? Oops, sorry. Microphone malfunction, because now I'm holding the mic again. It is no longer on the blankie. So, uh, so yeah, that's awful nice. Man, your world is awful nice. Um... I had a great audition for some gigs this weekend. Uh, was researching how to find some gigs in the area. And one of the easiest ways to do that is stumble onto a place, look up who's playing there, check their calendar out, um, and they contact all of those places and just make a web of of knowledge of which places book music acts 
um, find someone that's similar to you. You know, for me, I find a solo, um, a solo acoustic act. And then I'm like, where does that guy play or a gal? Um, there was a really nice gal on Facebook that I was messaging back and forth and she was very supportive and telling me about different open mics and stuff. And I was like, oof, you know, with open mics, it's, it's kind of hit or miss, right? You don't know if it's going to be productive and turn into a gig or, um, you know, turn some people onto your tunes, or maybe you'll meet a really cool musician that you could collaborate with or at least team up with. Um, but you know, for like a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday night, and, um, especially lately, lately with my work, um, my wife's work schedule, you know, she's been doing a fair bit of traveling. So on those nights, it's like, nah, that's not really how I want to spend my night. But this one club, um, I call it club, uh, venue, club, bar, pub. I kind of use those all pretty interchangeably. Um, and, uh, so this one, it's actually a kind of a coffee house bodega is what they call it. Uh, Janie's up in cave Creek. The guy got back to me within a you know couple hours of a Facebook message and said, Hey, we're having open auditions first Saturday in August, 10 AM. I said, awesome. I'll be there. I'll see you there. I'll see you then and there. And sure enough, you know, uh, the end of June, July goes by in a flash. Um, good Lord, time is whipping by. Um, and then it's the first Saturday in August. I'm like, hey, family, let's go together. It'll probably be this like open mic kind of setup, and a bunch of us are going to play. And then they'll, you know, find musicians to book. And I, frankly, I love how organized it is. I love that it's an open invitation, but it's also formal, right? You come, you got your, you know, two to three songs. And then um, literally, like, they, they, you know, had a little setup with microphones, and, and I was able to plug in. Um, and I went seventh by the time I got there, six other people had signed up. Um, I went seventh. So in, in many ways, it reminded me a lot of an open mic, except, you know, once you walked off stage, this, the organizer guy and the proprietor of the place give you immediate feedback. Like, Hey, you know, I appreciate the, appreciate you coming out here, but you know, we're looking for a little bit more refined act or, you know, Hey, we really think that you're great, but the style just, it doesn't quite line up with what we're going for here at Janie's. Um, and so six other acts go before me. It's hot because it's outside. Um, the wife and family is in tow, which was delightful because, you know, sitting through six other performers of, of various skill and, you know, um, it's a variety show at that point. Um, there was this one particular duo that went up pretty early that was two really much older guys. This skinny, rail skinny, long blonde hair, old dude smoking cigarettes, playing guitar. And then his partner um, was this old dude rocking like the leather vest and playing flute, but, but it's really hot out and he's really old and he's playing flute and singing lead vocal. And I'm like, God bless this man for doing what he's doing. And I hope I've got the cojones to be doing what he's doing when I'm his age. Um, I was just so tickled that they were up there rocking Jethro Tull tunes with their flute. But, um, you know, it was like, what was going on there? Um, you could kind of tell right away that that wasn't the vibe that Janie's was looking for. So um, I 
am sitting there, my family's eating, we're having some iced coffee. Uh, thankfully, the proprietor, and I didn't know it was it was this guy Julian at the at the moment, because um, we had just gotten there, we were just um, still getting familiar with who was who and what was going on. He came over and gave us an umbrella in the table that we were sitting out outside. So thank thank God we had some shade because that would have been a much longer morning if we didn't have shade. Oh my goodness. Um, and we my wife leans over to me at one point during some of the opening acts um or or some of the first acts i should say oh (laughs) i'm such a diva they were opening for me that day at the open audition that's how i mean that's how i thought of it i was like oh yeah they opened for me um and uh she goes, imagine that you're Simon Cowell from American Idol while we're watching this. And it, it, it was pretty funny because you were like, ooh, you know, like if I kind of put myself in his shoes, what would I say and what would I think? So we were kind of having a good laugh about that. And uh, I get up, I, you know, finally it's, it's uh, the, the person right before me. And, um, oh, and by the way, some really sweet performers. Like I was so tickled to get to see these folks come out and and perform and audition for their gigs met this one really nice guy that uh is a firefighter and a lot of his gigs go towards charity um for first responders firefighters um police etc and um you know i was just really moved that that's one of the ways that he puts his music out there is is to support those incredibly worthy causes right and so I, I was I was really really friendly with him. He covered um, "I Will Survive" on acoustic, which was pretty fun. I like to do that one too. Um, and uh, so yeah, some really sweet. This really sweet woman um, started with um, "Angel from Montgomery." I mean, who doesn't like to to hear a lady sing that song? Um, really pretty voice, right? Maybe a little bit inexperienced on the guitar, but she was accompanying herself, which was great. She also had a bandage on. I, I hope her. Uh, oh, and the organizer guy was a little bit a little bit rough around the edges, right? He had a kind of a, a scathing sense of humor. He was running the show. Um, this really sweet woman who saying angel from montgomery she starts off with like hi i'm i'm lisa blah 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 i think i think that was her name and um well it is pretty early but i hope this sounds okay and the organizer guy is like um he takes the mic from her right away (laughs) he's like you know it's in a mic stand so he leans the mic stand over to him he says uh you know just a public announcement don't complain that it's early you know, we're all here. I'm a musician too. I, I, I drank last night and stayed up too late. <laughs> and he, and then he goes on this really funny rant about like, you know, and I get crippling self-doubt too, but we don't need to make excuses. We just need to try to do our, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Like if it was taken in the wrong way, like that lady might've gotten really nervous. Like, but she handled it pretty gracefully. She says, all right, well, I guess I'm done talking cause that's just getting me in trouble. So here's, you know, it just kicks into the song, which I thought was pretty graceful. Um, but yeah, like if you, I was glad that I was confident because this guy would have made me really nervous if I wasn't a little bit confident. So, um, I, uh, there's one person up before me, I pick up my guitar and go walk around the side of the building and I'm tuning up and strumming and, and singing a little bit, trying to, 
you know, just feel the guitar and warm up a little bit. My girls follow me over there, which is so cute. Um, and they were like, do you go next? And I was like, yeah, I go next. So I got to play three songs. Um, Lauren sang Drop These Blues with me for the third one. I played a, a new one, a new original that I'm working on um, uh, one night at a time. It's kind of a cowboy song that uh, is inspired by Sturgill Simpson. Um, really cool modern country um, pro like progressive country almost artist who's just this real cool genuine dude who I, I really look up to um, so Sturgill if you're out there I got a song that I'd love to hear you sing and uh, so I, I opened up with that one and then played Paul Simon's Call Me Al because I thought it would you know, be good to play something that people were familiar with and uh, that kind of came to me at the last minute. I was hemming and hawing over what to play for my audition, right? But what song, what three songs do you pick? You want to put a good, a good impression forward, right? And it came to me in the like, in the eleventh hour, or what's the expression there? It came to me in the eleventh hour, to do "Call Me Out," which I've learned and is just such a fun song to sing and a lot of words. And I've got it actually memorized. I don't need my lyrics for it. Um, so play Call Me Al, which was really fun. And then I had Lauren come up and do Drop These Blues with me. And we, you know, it was just one of those moments where we felt like we really crushed it. You know, like um, uh, people were listening. They were really happy to see a seasoned performer um, doing his thing. And I was really happy to be that guy and be that product. And I was really, really proud of myself. The guy who was running the thing was, he, he actually said something that was a little bit embarrassing, but good for my ego. He takes the mic and he was like, ladies and gentlemen, Garrett Anderson. And I think we have our winner. You know, like he was very publicly um, receptive and acknowledged that they liked it. He had me come sit down in the hot seat where you sit down with the two owners of the place um, or, or the owner and this other woman. I'm not really sure what her role was, but I presumed she was like co-owner or maybe, you know, head manager or something. Um, she was sweet. She was so sweet. And they open up their calendars. You pull out your phone calendar and they, they say, you know, we've got some dates for you. So I booked two gigs with Janie's. I'm sure they're going to go great. I'm so excited to play there because you can tell they've, they've got some passion around it. They were organized. They care about quality. They, you know, they want to make a scene and they want to make a music scene. And I've seen that they're active on social media. So I know that we can do some cross promotion, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that, that was the Janie's audition and I was on cloud nine for the rest of the weekend, to be honest, you know, it is so validating to have confidence going into something like that to, to, to be, to not be judgy. Really? I didn't have to be judgy. I just got to go do my thing and everyone else is, is where they are on their journey. And, and it's a beautiful thing. It's not something that I'm overtly competitive about like I was telling my wife on the drive away from from Janie's I was like wow I've never really won a battle of the bands before and I guess that wasn't but it kind of feels like it you know um so anyway I hope I live up to my hype there um I wonder if they would dig that song that I just played about uh awful nice man your world is awful nice Man, your world is awful nice. Um, all right, I'm going to wrap it up. Cheers. I hope you guys have a great, great week ahead.
and you do something for yourself and you try to keep it positive. Keep it positive, keep it loving. Mm. Keep it loving. Alright, peace. Yep. Put the guitar away. And now play time. I'm just going to get this idea down real quick. And then I'll put it